Does this song make you happy? Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. This is Chicago's Afternoon News. I was listening to John Williams, and he had that list that was published today of the songs that people identify as the saddest songs, the happiest songs, the songs that motivate you. That song from Katrina and the Waves is one of the songs that apparently makes you happy. For me, I agree with John. It's, you know, it's Pharrell's happy. That's what certainly picks me up. And All of those lists, when it comes to song choices, that's really individual. I think everybody could argue some of the... We'll look it up for you. We'll share some of those. Uh, Thank you for sharing your thoughts on the text line. 312 just said, Surrey is uh, Tom Cruise's daughter. Guest from CNET tried to correct you, Lisa, but you didn't catch it. Because I do say Surrey and I don't say Siri. Um, But you know what? When I talk to my phone, they still answer or she answers. Now it's all going to be gender neutral. So it might not even be a female voice anymore. Um, 269, after a while, no one cares what someone else pays for gas. Let's hear more about why people are paying more for gas. Any of these people against trying to push back against Putin? Those, Those that are should put themselves, instead of complaining about gas prices, um, so we did speak with one of our News Nation correspondents, the D.C. Bureau Chief, and he did he did address all of that. That's one of our first guests, and that will be turned into a podcast if you would like to uh, actually listen to it on WGNRadio.com. 219 said, yes, right now I am driving on sunshine. And Bill Snyder, we have you to thank for that, right? Didn't you order the sunshine today? Oh. I, I'm just trying to find... Oh, there he is. There you are, Bill. How are you? I'm doing well, Lisa. How are you? Good I, to talk to you. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day. Uh, we it You is. should talk to Tom Skilling on Tuesdays. Bill's filling in for him today. It's sponsored by Lindemann Chimney Company. Is that true or no? Okay, Permaseal. Permaseal Basement Systems. <laughs> I'll get it all right here. It is a gorgeous day. But yeah. Bill, you said something happened over the weekend that had never happened in Chicago before? You know what, Lisa? It was We had quite a weather ride over the weekend and uh, into early this, this the start of this week. You know, we had, um, on Saturday, our first 70-degree temperature. The temperature hit 71 degrees at Midway Airport. And lo and behold, two days later, beyond that 70, we, had, we recorded uh, 2.9 inches of snow at O'Hare yesterday and 1.1 inches at Midway. And checking through the records now we have weather records um for our full chicago stations that go back to 1871 our snowfall records go back to the 1880s but uh when looking just at midway airport which is solid weather data for one site the the observation site in chicago has moved around multiple times since uh since observations began and of course o'hare is our official site right now and it's been that way since 1980 but um if you just look at midway since 1928 we have never had a 70-degree temperature at this early into the season, whether that be in February or in the first, first half of March, and followed that up with an inch or more snow two days beyond that 70-degree temperature. So this is really, I mean, you know, we say March can be a very tumultuous month um, in terms of our weather in Chicago. We, it, it, it certainly has uh, played that role this past weekend, didn't it? And and I'll tell you why I was surprised to hear that, because it seems like our weather is crazy and that one day it's 70 and the next day it's snowing. But yeah. it is interesting to hear that that has not happened before. I know. I, I You know, I'll be honest with you, Lisa, when I was we were digging through the data with, uh, with one of our um, meteorological colleagues here at WGN, and we were... Uh, 
we were scratching our head on that one. I was surprised myself because you're right. We do often see some jarring temperature changes and and weather changes at that um, that can occur this time of the year. But uh, you know, we've had of course the infamous blizzard in '67 where it was 65 degrees, and then a couple of days later we were um, crippled by 23 inches of snow. So that that certainly was close, but never where it's actually been above 70 degrees and then had you know and then an inch or more of snow fell just two days later so this was this is really and when you say rare meteorological territory it's it's really uh unprecedented bill has been at wgn tv in the weather department for 25 years let's talk about that iowa tornado over the weekend it got upgraded to an e4 it did lisa yeah it, it was just a devastating sequence of events i mean there there were multiple uh supercellular thunderstorms that occurred across that swept across iowa producing several tornadoes the two supercells in southern iowa produced three tornadoes meanwhile a long track supercell tornado uh produced multiple tornadoes from the southwest corner of iowa all the way through central iowa and east central iowa the largest tornado moved across madison warren polk jasper counties for nearly 70 miles which is just stunning and produced peak winds of 170 miles per hour this was the first ef4 tornado to hit iowa since october 4th of 2013 and um, it was also the second longest tornado in iowa since 1980 so really stunning and an offshoot of that thunderstorm which unfortunately produced devastating consequences uh six people perished including a couple of children um just just horrible situation that that evolved uh, saturday afternoon but that that line of thunderstorms then uh progressed east and moved into our area so we followed that beautiful 70 degree afternoon on saturday with uh with that line of storms that moved through around 10 11 o'clock at night and uh swept the area with 60 to 70 mile per hour winds even out towards rockford they had wind gusts near 80 miles per hour so this was this was quite a uh, quite a squall line that moved in uh bill let's talk about this saturday 12 45 they dye the river green yeah. st patrick's day parade in the city on saturday on the south side on sunday yeah everybody wants good weather what do you've got for you us? know what lisa it's uh i wish i could tell you that it was going to be a repeat of last saturday with 70 degrees but uh it's it the, the, the good news is, is it looks dry um, we're going to have a pretty good shot of cold air that's coming in. So unfortunately, the highs are going to be uns- at unseasonably low levels for this time of the year. Normal high on Saturday would be in the mid-40s. Uh, we're looking at highs potentially not getting out of the high 20s. It, it, like I said, the good news is there won't be any precipitation. So uh, there should be at least a uh, partly sunny sky. and um, which, So there won't be any issues with uh, with getting that river dyed green. Uh, my guess is that more people will be consuming Jamesons to warm up. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> accurate. <laughs> Time to get a check on weather. Well, we've got the weather, but traffic with Mary Vandeveld. Chicago's Afternoon News. I'm Lisa Dent. Lauren Lapka's here. Kevin Powell is at the sports desk, and Mary Vandeveld's got an eye on traffic. And with weather this afternoon is Bill Snyder. He's been in the weather department for 25 years at WGN-TV. And uh, and we've got a question. Lisa is on the phone. And, of course, if you've got a question for Bill, it's always nice to have somebody that can answer any weather question. Mm-hmm. He's here. So our number is 312-981-7200. But you already knew that, Lisa. What's your question for Bill? Hey, Bill. How are you? Uh, I'm doing we, well. We how are you? Good. We sometimes chat on Twitter, and after that grim short-term forecast, was wondering if uh, we can start predicting when the last frost will be this season, and if not, if it's too early, when can we start talking about that? 
You know what, Lisa? We uh, that of course varies dep- depending on where you're at here in the Chicago area. You know the uh, Fox Valley locations out towards uh, Rockford, McHenry County, Aurora. Those areas um, to be completely safe as far as planting goes. Um, the, the last frost, you, you almost have to wait until um, early May. And you know, as a general theme, we kind of tend to tell people. Um, as far as uh, to be safe, completely safe from frost is right around Mother's Day. Um, that seems to be like the, the target date for um, when we're you know not likely to see any more frost. Um, you know, certain years it can be earlier. And I mean, we've had a frost, believe it or not. Now, this was a rare situation, but we've had a frost as late as... Um, right before Memorial Day back in 1992. Now, that was an extreme circumstance, and I don't, you know, that doesn't happen every year. But um, usually, um, I mean, once we get through April and into uh, the first part of May, we can start, uh, you know, putting the uh, frost and frigid temperatures behind us and can start thinking about our gardens and uh, flower beds and so forth. Uh, Lisa, you're obviously a gardener, and you're itching already to get something planted, aren't you? I am. I guess I'm just going to have to start some things indoors to keep me uh, happy for a little while. Well, and the problem is you go to Home Depot or I was in Menards over the weekend and they've got all the seeds out and you're like, okay, I've got to buy some of this stuff. And, and we know we're, we're a long way away from putting it in the ground. But yeah, why not get started inside? Absolutely. Yep. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Afternoon News. Bill Snyder is with us from WGN-TV. 312 text April 1967. Tornadoes, Oak Lawn High School destroyed. We were in North Barrington with a hit. It snowed that day after a warm, humid day. I want to say that was probably late April. It's amazing how weather, these weather events, you, you never forget them. If you experienced it, especially if it was traumatic, you never forget where you were in that date, do you? No, not at all, Lisa. And that, and that, you know, as we were talking about earlier, that's that was an incredible year, even to start with in January when we had the uh, the biggest snowstorm that to this day still stands as our biggest snowstorm on record in January. And then, um, as the uh, text texter was alluding to, um, we had a, a, a devastating tornado outbreak in April. And then that, as as they were cleaning up the rubble from that tornado, um, we ended up getting about three inches of snow um, a couple of days later. So it's it's really really stunning um the the changes that can occur and that was that was quite a year at least to start with and bill do you work hand in hand with tom skilling i do i do every day um you know when when he's not here i I work with closely with our other um other meteorologists here i work uh, with demetrius ivory and i work with uh um, occasionally tim joyce and uh, mike jansen so we had a good team over here but uh yeah I, I have to say that um you know tom has uh has certainly taught me a lot <laughs> over the year in over 25 years it's kind of you can't when you're absorbed in an atmosphere such as this one over here it's kind of hard not to pick up on certain things and tendencies and my goodness tom certainly has a uh, wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh to meteorology he's he's been through it all and he's certainly seen it all he is the go-to guy yeah in the entire midwest and so why haven't you ever jumped on camera that's a good question (laughs) you know um i to be honest lisa i did do a little camera work in college and um there is a video somewhere floating around here (laughs) and i'm rather embarrassed by it but uh you know it was that was uh my gosh over 25 years ago back in the mid 90s but uh i uh I, 
I don't know that I don't have a good answer for that because okay. I've just I've just been um, so absorbed with our day to day operations here, and I think that that just it just hasn't uh, the situation hasn't come up, and um, so I've just been too busy with keeping uh, keeping Tom afloat and our other meteorologists here. But uh, it's it's certainly you're, you're not the first person to ask me that question, so <laughs> it's interesting that other people have kind of caught on to that and. Uh, thought hey why don't you do a little cam- on camera work yeah. so maybe 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 down the road i will you know 708 has a memory they said april 2nd 1964 it was easter easter and we had a snow blizzard okay i believe it yeah I, you know we've we've you know even though we're getting to that time of the year now where um the days are growing longer we're still gaining more than two minutes of daylight each day and the sun as as i know you guys were talking about earlier how you know outside even for a little bit and you're in the sun it feels good well the sun is three times stronger than it was back in december so it's it's no coincidence that that you feel a lot warmer today than you would have say back in late december um but but with that being said we still can get snow and we've had um we've had snow is into the the second week of april before a couple of couple of doozies as a matter of fact now the only good news is is if you're not a fan of snow and i mean most people at this point in this in the season are are kind of getting ready for spring um is that doesn't last you know it is as evidenced by the snow we had yesterday i mean majority right. of it's already melted and just just the strength of that sunlight does a number on the snow cover this time of the year it just it, it's not around very long bill snyder is with us he's a double WGN TV weather producer, and what are the three big stories, or at least a couple of the big stories that you'll be featuring or you're focusing on today? Well, uh, you know what, Lisa, we have uh, another a fairly nice day ahead tomorrow, kind of like today, a couple degrees warmer. We'll have some clouds in the morning, but that sh- those should move out, and uh, we should have uh, be treated to mostly sunny skies much of the day. Um, there is another weather disturbance that's moving in uh, later in the day on Thursday, and uh, kind of similar to the last one, I don't think it may produce as much snow as what we had yesterday, but uh, we are looking for some uh, another round of, of light snow later in the day, Thursday, Thursday night, and could even spill over into early Friday morning. We're not expecting, you know, huge accumulations with this, but uh, at this point in time, it, it you know, could could we get one to three inches? It's possible. But um, then um, then the big story, too, beyond this uh, seven-day forecast, we actually have some models, Lisa, that are indicating by mid to late next week, even in time for actual St. Patrick's Day, that we could get some real unseasonable warmth in here. So I wish it would be timed for the Chicago parade on Saturday. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case as it's going to be a pretty cold day. But uh, as we get into next week, I think we've got some 60s back here later next week. And um, my gosh, it couldn't, it's not even inconceivable that we could flirt with 70 degrees again like we did uh, this past Saturday. So those those temperatures become more and more common as, as we go along because you just, uh, the days continue to lengthen and the sun continues to get stronger. And, um, you know, we'll turn the clocks clocks ahead this weekend on saturday night and we'll have uh, by sunday the sunset will be beyond seven o'clock so we've got that to look forward to thank you so much for joining us bill we appreciate it lisa always a pleasure lisa take care uh so 20 in the 20s for a high for the saint pat's parades this weekend and maybe 70 next week our conversation with bill is sponsored by permaseal basement systems and lauren has the news coming up next from the northwestern medicine newsroom